Hey, Josh. Hey, Nate. How are you doing this week? I am doing pretty fantastic. Um, been having a lot of back trouble the last couple of weeks. And uh, today, like this week, this weekend, is like the first time that it's mostly gone. And uh, it's just amazing. It's like a fog has been lifted from my head. I don't know. Or your back. My back. Well, <laughs> yes, but the pain, it just, it just like, it clouds everything. Like, it's just, uh, I don't know. I was having a, I was having a tough time with that. It just didn't seem like it was getting better. Been like six weeks or so. And, uh, started with a standing desk last week and that seems to really have changed things. Hmm. I think we could do a whole episode on back things. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> all of us people that sit all the time, like it's going to be so bad for us. But, but you think the standing desk helped? I, I know it did because I've okay. done, I've been doing multiple things and every week I add a new thing to my, like, I'm going to try this. You're AB testing yourself. I, I am AB testing because I am desperate. I was like, this has got to get sorted out. And uh, I actually had a chiropractor tell me that a standing desk wouldn't help. And so that's why I put it kind of far down my AB test list. And uh, hmm. I got to it last week. Interesting. Surprised we never talked about this before. It, it's it's funny is it's actually come up with multiple people, and I've I don't know I have I have a system for that. Okay. So, but we'll have to, we'll talk like about a, that another another time. Yeah, sounds like a future episode. How are things with you? Yeah, uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, it's spring break this week, so the kids are bopping around this week, and and also uh, yesterday was. Uh, my son's birthday. He turned ten. He got to. Uh, he, he usually gets pretty restricted screen time, or at least by normal day to day standards on this yep. day and age. But you know, he gets like maybe half an hour a day uh, for yeah. video games and things like that. But um, he got to feast. He was like playing <laughs> all the game. I mean, we made him take breaks. I think he had like probably, you know, an hour and a half sprints between like food and other activities and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, but he was feasting on, on nice. his video game day. He turned 10, so it was yeah. a big, big deal. So. Sure, that's awesome. Just gets to like play games all day. and oh, he'll, he'll remember that for a long time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So when he was going to bed, it was like, best day ever. <laughs> so you're like, hey, I'm doing all right as a parent. <laughs> it's good to have a couple of those days in there, you know, just to cheer you up and make you feel like you're doing the right things. Yeah, yeah. So... Nice. Well, uh, what did you want to talk about today? Uh, yeah, I had a interesting topic in mind. Um, the essentially the domain habits of indie hackers or <laughs> developers, like you know, the yep. kind of ongoing joke is, you know, did you buy a domain for it, or how many domains are you hoarding, and that type of thing. So, oh yes, oh yes, I think we all have a problem when it comes to domains. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting because there's a there's a crew of people that are sort of on both ends. Like, I feel like it's this, this natural proclivity towards buying domains, right? And then mm. there's another kind of group that is like, tells you not to buy domains or they celebrate when people shed domains or like, I'm going to let these expire. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know. I have mixed feelings. Like, I and the asset person, right? I like to collect, <laughs> collect and, uh, collect and store all these things. And I, I will let domains expire, but usually when they're just like, eh, 
that was kind of not a great idea and I don't really care for yeah. it anymore, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if like, maybe I just haven't uh, had like that many ideas. Like I have some pretty old ones, I think in my domain list, but um, yeah, I tend to let them expire as well and just kind of carry on unless they're real good. <laughs> so let's start. How, how many do you have right now? How many do I have? I have eight. I believe. Okay. Yeah. I have eight and they are all from past projects and I do let the old ones expire. Um, if it's not something that is active for a year, then I will let it expire and uh, just let it go. Cause I so eight, but, mm-hmm. but they're actively being, so those are all essentially actively being used right now. Uh, not actively. They're either in the, uh, process. They are, there's a few of them that are active, I think about three or four. And then the rest of them are in some phase of, you know, running out of the rest of the, the purchase, purchase domain time, um, or yeah. like just recently expired. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I have 90. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> uh, That's a lot. I don't even know how many are active. Like I, it's probably, you know, less than 20%, but, but yeah. There are active as in like you are like, you have a server that is serving up content for that or active in terms yes. of like not expired. Uh, I mean, these are all not expired. Okay. So, so 90, um, but, but I mean, yeah, 90 that are pointed to some that are serving up something. Okay. And like, how do you feel about that habit? Like, is it, is that a 90 like, yeah, okay. You know, that's just the way it is. Or is that 90 like, Oh, like I got to lose weight. Like I got to just shed some of this stuff and like, I've just been lazy or something. Oh no, I, I don't have any problems with it. I'm at peace <laughs> with it. I sleep well at night with my 90 uh, and I'd probably <laughs> sleep well with more like, um, yeah, you know, crazy. So why, why do you have 90? Like what, what is this stuff? Um, well, it's it's various ones. Some of them are just ideas. You know, some of them initially get bought based off of having some idea, but it's not necessarily all business ideas. Some of them are like ideas for a book title, mm-hmm. like just anything that is just, uh, yeah, I don't know. And a lot of them are related to Referral Rock. So some of them might be for, you know, short URL domain names, uh, different, different use cases like that. Some of them are like, I think I, I might have like referral rock with like referral rocks or something like that, you know, just like Mm. misspellings and, and very slight variants of names. Um, yeah, it kind of runs, runs the gambit. And I also run and help with a lot of other sites. Like I think there are probably four or five names, maybe 10 names total related for like family members. Okay. So sort of, you know, by like my, my wife's yoga studio names mm-hmm. or even names that she didn't go with that I bought that were kind of interesting. <laughs> right. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, my kids, each of my kids have a domain name. Okay. Um, so that's kind of neat. Yeah. So and, then these- there's, and there's, uh, and there's ideas out there that have never been fully developed. Right. Or they might have, some, mm-hmm. some content related to it or some SAS idea or some business idea or book idea tied to it. That is just, you know, maybe further in my future or maybe not. So. 
Okay. And so like, is this kind of just, you know, reserving the placeholder, like that would be a really good name if I actually write that book. And so I don't want to have to worry about that later. So I'll just hold on to this domain name. Is that kind of the idea? Uh, kind of, I guess it's in my maturation of an idea process. It, it happens on like, and I I don't have the actual stages, but I'll just say like stage two or three, Mm. it's like post validation post, like it has a firm, like, what is this thing going to be? Sometimes it starts with like, Ooh, it could do this, but is that really a business idea? Meh. And it just might be in some notes, but Mm -hmm. the more of an idea that sticks with me and I start to do at least some level of validation or some level of writing out, like where am I going to get customers for this or just some, some basics. And then if I probably, I don't know, done a few rounds of like, writing notes on it or thinking about it during a dog walk or it like starts to build some momentum or some clarity, mm-hmm. then it kind of next hops to like, it needs a name. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm in the meantime thinking of names and then I'm, you know, do some domain search, uh, yeah. lookups and whatnot. And I kind of buy it, but that also helps me just package it up. Like it, sure. it has a name in my head and it has like a, you know, set of notes with it. And so yeah. if I reference it or look it up by that name, even if it's notes across a Google doc or a notion or all these other things, I can kind of pull them all together with roughly that name. So. That's interesting. Cause like I, I typically will do that as well. Like if I have an idea and then I'll validate it and then I'll get the domain and the naming kind of sorted out. Um, and with my last two items, uh, like, like products owner and status list, I had the name before the concept really got flushed out and I did a few pivots and whatnot. And so with this latest testing thing, I've been trying purposely not to name it. And it's been really weird to like not have a name for it. It's like the testing thing. And it's like that just like this loaded phrase as opposed to like having like some name to just call it. Um, I know it's kind of weird. No, that's true. Like, I don't even know what to call it with you. How's your testing thing going? Like how's that QA automated testing stuff going right but it's like yeah having a name would be helpful but i guess kind of the reason not oh i haven't named it yet is just like i don't i don't feel like i have it fully flushed out to the point where like i wouldn't want to change the name in like six months okay interesting because we had that naming episode or we were talking about names like what's Mm. the name probably three or four episodes back we talked about zip message and a couple other names that just because we couldn't remember Riverside, right? Like, yeah, that's <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I, and that's, it's, it's interesting that that comes up mostly because I don't know if you noticed like zip message decided to change their name. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But they also changed their, their niche, right? Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about that yet. Like I'm a zip message user, so I liked it, but I guess maybe that there's not as many people like how I use it. So I Mm. think it may, it makes, I think it makes a lot of sense for Brian as he's switching and he's probably done more research and more customer interviews and whatnot. And it looks like it's very well thought out, but you know, I'm, I'm that odd case, but I thought there were more people, but, um, so I'm not especially happy he's changing it, but I don't know what's going to happen to pricing and other things if he'll, yeah. what he'll do with all that stuff. So, Yeah, we could probably spend uh, quite a conversation analyzing that that change. <laughs> yeah. But, so so yeah, when you... That, that one's harder. That's harder because it's yeah. like we don't know really the context, so it's, I don't sure. feel like an authority to talk about that per se. Nah, but we could just, you know, 
cheer from the sidelines. True. True. So with these domains that you bought, how much do you spend on a domain? Is it like kind of related to how big you think the idea is? Do you only buy domains that are like, you know, the eight ninety nine or ten ninety nine or whatever they are? You know, what, like how do the you open think of, registration ones, right? You're right, right, about. yeah. Do you or do you buy like do you buy at auction or anything like that? Uh, I bought a few on auction, not many. There's probably a small handful, like less than mm. ten. Okay, and they, they came up for different reasons. One, they were some were a very solid. Uh, you know, business idea. Um, and trying to think of one of those, I think one is called like deal climber.com. Like I <laughs> bought like, like referral rock.com. Maybe that one was pretty good, <laughs> but that was, that was like, that was a free one. I'm just talking about the ones I <laughs> uh, bought at auction for gotcha. right? Like, yeah. Yeah. but yes, of course, referral rock.com is awesome now, at least, you know, but when I first bought it, yeah, it was one know, of the eight ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but there's been a few I bought. There's ones I've bought. I think we, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast before, but I think I've discussed it before. There's there's been dead sites I bought and essentially of using it as a you know an SEO hack that they might have already had backlinks because it was a failed startup or something like that. So I have I bought some of those before. Yeah. Um, so could you talk about that a little bit? I just like that was real really new to me um, to buy a buy a domain for the SEO juice like. Can you explain like what, what SEO juice is there and how do you like even use that? Uh, I mean, it's pretty simple. I, I think we could go on a whole another tirade episode <laughs> on this, but, but just version? in, and just, just the short version is yes. Yeah, so like a, you know, we'll just take status list, for example, mm. um, it's, it's statusless.app. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, right. So yeah. let's say you decide to fully shut it down, but um, there are backlinks. You have links when you mm-hmm. went out and put it in the um, Heroku store, you know, maybe you've gotten a couple customers that have linked back or written about it or whatever, but you have backlinks, which leads to domain authority on AHREF scale or Moz has scale and references that essentially Google weights them as having some level of authority. It's not just a brand new site. Someone is standing up for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And that's transferable. Like it's because you can do a uh, 301 redirect to those because it's as if you did a rebrand or a rename of a site or some other things like that or uh, that type of thing. So from Google's eyes, you can transfer that type of thing. So you can reforward it to different Mm -hmm. uh, places. You can do it by URL. You can just do it straight, you know, wildcard names to... The domain you can also do subdomains if you had backlinks there. But typically, what I've done is I have a site that has it's someone's dead site. I know mm-hmm. status list isn't dead, but you can plug it into hrefs and look up all the backlinks and places that people were linking to it. Mm-hmm. More times than not, people didn't go to their sites and remove links to you, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. then you can redirect them somewhere else. So any dead project you have, you essentially could still quote unquote, harvest the backlinks and, and turn them into, you know, your next project. Right. And so like, is the, the way to think about the value of that is that kind of just the value of getting those backlinks is kind of what that, that, uh, that benefit is. Yeah. It's, it signals to Google. So it's Mm -hmm. signals to Google from high authority. So when people give that typical advice, like it takes three months to, 
you know, build authority on a site and get and yeah. start getting ranking in Google, this can speed that up, right? right. This can right. speed it up and you can direct it to a specific URL, uh, specific, specific blog article or what have you. Um, but essentially that gives it some, some weight, some, some like, basically you're buying like history right to it. Right. Yeah. Like a reputation. Cool. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. The, um, I don't know. Did you see a couple of weeks back, uh, or no, was it last week? Some guy, uh, the, the head of, um, uh, Zoho, Zoho's, uh, it guy or head of it went and bought a domain for like a million dollars or something like that. Did you see that? Uh, I, I didn't see that, but I, if that's not, I think I have in mind what you're talking about, but I think you have some of the facts wrong, but okay, tell me if the, this is right. The, it could be. What's the fact? So you could be right. It's not, but I, the one I know of is Darmesh from HubSpot bought chat.com. That's right. You got it right. Okay. I, I'm <laughs> so not totally Zoho, but, yeah. but he does, he is their CTO and founder. So yeah. you, okay, you there you go. Closer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so he bought this domain for like a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. What, like, when I saw that, I was like, that seems like a terrible idea. Why would you do that? And like, I looked through his little post that he had, and basically it was sounded like it was for fun um, and kind of because he could. Um, I don't know, I find that really interesting, like that you would spend that much money on domain name. Is that like kind of a vanity thing or is that like, is there some sort of strategy to that sort of thing? Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I definitely think there's a strategy to it and it's, it's an asset. I view these purely as assets as well. So, Mm. um, you know, in the, in the early days buying, you know, domain names and they certainly dot coms have, I think a higher level of kind of reputation and authority in general to the to the even like, you know, non-technical person that will be like, well, what about a dot IO or a dot, you know, whatever else sure. uh, type of domain or dot biz. I think dot biz is probably the worst, but, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but those look, just look a little naturally shadier, right? Like the dot coms were the very first. And that's sort of what most people, most, um, you know, my parents, anyone else like would know as, as having some level of authority. Yeah, and I think like levels. I O had a post about switching one of his domains from a .io to a .com, and like the boost in traffic was significant. Yeah, I don't, there are definitely you know this goes into like Google algorithms and different things like that of like weight, right? Like there's mm-hmm. things like EDUs have a very special. You can't buy those; those have to be given. Right. So like those have a certain weight as well because you can't even buy them. So, um, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot of opportunity in there. And I do think like, especially short names, short one word names are Mm. super valuable. And, and Darmesh himself has a, he has a collection. I think it's like probably almost like thinking of an art collection because it's, um, and most of these things go up in value. So it's, it's, you know, I don't think it's necessarily just, you can't think of it purely as like, now that's just setting money on fire because Mm. it's going to have value and maybe he can't, maybe he won't resell it for his amount, but I would gander that it's probably going to go up, (laughs) but at the worst he could get a substantial amount back if he ever wanted to, to, to sell it. 
Yeah. And I guess like maybe you have to know a little bit more about like the domain selling market and like what, what sort of things people value for that. But I guess like with a lot of those, I like, I get the one word, the one word top lane, top level domains make a lot of sense. Um, but um, to me, it seems like when you spend so much money on a domain name, like you need to have, you need to have like a decent upside on it that like somebody could make a good business out of this name um, and like, you know, make it worth their while to spend a lot of money on this. And I'm not sure that like every, every domain name has that upside. And if you start spending a lot of money, then you end up like, you know, there's a lot more downside than upside. Well, I don't think people are, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there buying them for the sake of just buying them like commodities, right. Or Mm. like, or, or for the asset, but you're right. It's going to be worth something to someone else, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, based off of either their own assets or their own, you know, maybe they can plug into a distribution channel for them. Mm. Um, there's, uh, I think, what is it? Um, it's there's interesting, and I've seen it happen before, and I don't 100 percent know this story to be true, but alarm.com. So they make uh, they do like alarm systems for for home and whatnot. Yeah. And actually, I had a friend that worked there, and I believe it's spun out of a company called MicroStrategy. But it's they're a public company. They they were very early in the internet days, so I think they had a lot of domains and. But they solely took that and they basically started with, we have this domain. Now, what could we put behind this as a product, right? Mm -hmm. So then they started building software for, you know, uh, alarm systems and also including the hardware and sold it to dealers. So essentially, like, you would go there, you would probably log in as a consumer to alarm.com to, like, monitor your home. Mm -hmm. Um, But they would have a network of dealers that could set it up and install for you. So sort of pre- I think what's the Amazon stuff like the ring, like that type of stuff yeah. kind of penetrated a lot of those markets. Yeah. But um, I guess, I guess what I'm wondering though, is like, is the uh, domain name, the valuable part of that, or is it that they actually took the time to build a good company behind that concept? I think the domain is a big part of it because you go out to get PR for it and you look legit. It's like, you know, I know I hate this, but it's arguably like, Oh yeah, you, you know, you have a, you're a Yale graduate, like right on the front of the sticker, like you own that domain, like there's something going on there. Like you're, you're worth something. Some people are backing you. And again, if you're thinking about it to consumers, if you go to your mom and say, Oh, uh, alarm.com, they're like, Oh, that sounds reputable, right? Like that's exactly what it is to you or me as a buyer. We're going to be like, I don't care if it's blink. I don't care if it's alarm.io. I don't care if it's alarm, you know, whatever, but to, the naysayers right to the mass public um that do more of this buying or think about the things like mm-hmm. if you tell your parents about go to chat.com versus like chat gpt their first question is gonna be like what's gpt why is it what's what's right. up with that right and for maybe more of a mass market product that makes a lot more sense right if you're appealing to that type of a group of people but there must be like some middling area where um like if a, a domain name is a certain length or a certain complexity, um, that it doesn't really matter so much anymore. Like alarm, like if you have a noun, like a single noun.com, like I can see why that would be authoritative. But if you had right. like fireside or like, you know, cause Riverside fireside for your you know, <laughs> fire monitoring system or something like that, um, you know, fireside versus 
some other fire branded thing um probably doesn't doesn't seem that much more valuable even though it might be shorter um i mean people have to still have to type it in i mean you're talking about just basic human psychology of like laziness Mm. right and memorable right so if you add a dash in there that's going to make it harder to find someone's typing it into google any of those types of things right so like these are just the little Mm. intricacies and or a word that is it better spoken as a plural word or as a singular word? Like those things matter, right? Those mm-hmm. little uh, keystrokes matter. Um, the length matters even from a like a, your email address. So if you mm-hmm. already have a long name <laughs> with yeah. your last name, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but if someone is if your domain name is is like you know more than eight characters or ten or twelve characters plus you and your last name, like at yeah. a big business, you've got like half your screen taken up by, by, by your email address. That's so true. I have like both of those things. I have my, my work email is blue. I have blue giraffe and I put a hyphen in it and it's the worst thing ever it is like stumbled up so many things. Um, people, how much always, email do you not get that is meant for you that you don't even know? Right. I know. Right. That's nuts. And like, I have a, I have one client that I've done some work for and they have a domain name that must be like, it was pushing 20 characters. Like it's like three words put together. And those three words are each decently long. Um, right. So it's like, you're just typing a paragraph by the time you hit the dot com. Um, right. It's like, yeah, that's not a good idea. But I think you had some kind of interesting ideas around like hacks with, you know, if you get the, um, the typoed version of your domain or like the, you get the .com and the .io and the .app version of your domain and that kind of thing. Like what, what do you think about all of that? Um, and like getting those different domains that kind of are related or similar. Uh, I, I get, think it's a, it's situational, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I, I do think, you know, well, there was a, um, I think his name is Damon, Damon Chen, I believe, mm-hmm. right. On, on Twitter, he, he runs testimonial to right which i don't even know which to is from what country to is from but no idea um but he he bought uh i think testimonial.io um for a significant amount of money for an indie hacker i think you know he, he reposted about the article recently and i think you also brought up peter levels who did another one with with his right so mm-hmm. There's all these use cases and examples, and I thought it was interesting his approach on why he 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 bought it. Um, if you track back to the article, he talks mm-hmm. about basically people referring, uh, talking about his service, but getting the name wrong. So people were like clicking on the wrong thing, sort of like you know your mm-hmm. your 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 long email address type of thing. Yeah, and I think he said he spent thirty five thirty five thousand bucks is what his Twitter post says to buy mm-hmm. um, the the dot io I believe yeah the dot io and uh, he he kind of breaks it out and says like well look how fast this paid back for me and I was looking at thirty five thousand I was like that's nuts like who would pay thirty five thousand mm-hmm. for a domain but the amount of leads and actual customers that he ended up getting from that domain. Um, it paid him back in, I think it was like six months. Yeah. I'd have to check his math on it. Um, mostly because I remember when he was justifying it, like he, mm. uh, for me personally, he, I think he wanted to do it, which is 
great. Anyone that wants to do something like this and experiment and you have the means, then that's, that's fine. There's no thing. Um, and I think, he, you know, he's good and open about it too, of just saying, Hey, you know, these, these are just, this is just my mm. experience. Like yeah, yeah. people are going to have different opinions on it. Um, mine doesn't really agree with his. Cause I feel like, uh, I, I there, there's definitely parts of it that make sense. Like the situation that he was in where a lot of people do misspell his name, mm-hmm. like that makes sense. Now, well, and .to do, is, yeah. yeah, .to is not common, right? Like just, I, we don't even know where it's from. Like .io oh. is more common. <laughs> I just looked it up. .to okay. is from the kingdom of Tonga. Okay, that makes sense. Tonga, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say you do have to worry about some of those because like you know, the, the dot L Y was really, uh, popular for a while, like, because it was like status listy right. <laughs> or whatever. And I actually have a domain like that. It's referred dot L Y like referred. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was interesting. That was one of the ones I bought, but definitely another side story for you know, mm. SEO and, and even domain relations, which mattered like topical mm. authority. So that was actually a really good buy for us, but, um, you do have to worry about those extensions because they, they're run by those countries. Like, so yeah. it, at, at any point in time, they charge a different thing. They may not even use the regular, uh, you know, registrars that you and I are used to buying from. So, mm-hmm. um, that one I actually had to set up specifically for, I think it's Libya or Liberia or whatever for the LY and had to okay. set up, like I have a whole different account just to manage that one. <laughs> oh man, that's um, annoying. Uh, but back to Damon's case, which uh, you know, people were misspelling his name commonly, so that that mm-hmm. made sense. The, and he made a, a you know calculation on a payback. But if you look at it, he 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 bases it off of SaaS revenues, like SaaS revenue multiples on selling it. So that's why for me, it it gets a little. Um, Mm. less strong i would say in my in my eyes of, of rationalizing it that hey if i sell i think he had if he sells six of them it will pay for itself through these right names. right and, and I, yeah he was basing it on like his annual his annual fee of his average plan and then giving it a 10x multiple so it's like it that's only really valid if you're going to sell the company and these people stay on for that long like so yeah i don't know there's a lot of fuzzy math in there for me that doesn't make it as particularly convincing, but yeah, it is kind of the cost of acquisition though. Right. And I guess like maybe another way, another thing to think about too, is like um, how many of those customers who did misspell would have just respelt it and came to the right spot anyways. Yes. So that, that's the other argument. It's the classic sort of, Hey, you can only, you're claiming attribution because you can credit it, but you, you can A, B test it. You don't know if they would have come to you anyway, if they would have corrected the spelling or then went to Google and it helped you correct the spelling. That's right. Way back, it was a big deal to have a misspelling things because people would directly type in the URLs. Like mm. you'd see on a TV, you know, ad www.blahblahblahblah.com, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, now there's QR codes, so maybe that's kind of helpful. But, but now Google has and most of these browsers have a default search engine. So if you type something in, I think most of them go to a search engine first. And there's like all these old sites that used to profit from misspellings. Um, mm-hmm. cause they just sell you the redirect. Uh, yes. 
I definitely heard of like a car company or like a, a guy that did like leasing and he would um, go around to the car companies and just like say, I'll send you all the redirects from my domains. If you pay me, you know, per, per redirect or whatever. Right. So I don't know how much that is, like, especially the, how good the search engines, I think they basically, they got wise to that yeah. and essentially made it so you didn't have to, you know, worry too much about the misspellings because, you know, you see it in Google and say, did you mean this? Or I'm showing you results based off of this, right? Yeah. This, this, this correct spelling version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. I, I think Damon's case, yeah, there's a lot of things you could dive into uh, with around justifying the cost of that and, you know, how you'd go about that. I still have a hard time thinking about spending that much money on a domain. It's just, right, uh, right. I, I just, maybe it's just kind of where I'm at financially as well, but it's also just like, I, it seems like if I think of like, like Annie Duke's way of, or thinking about, you know, what's the probability that there will be a successful outcome from buying this thing. And, you know, what is the upside of buying that thing? Um, it doesn't seem to me that the the math works out on that direction, but. Right. Right. I mean, I think to round it up, um, it still is an asset, especially the one that he did buy, you know, testimonial, .io and mm-hmm. what Darmesh bought with chat.com, right? All of those are, like we said, an asset. The challenge is, like, if it's not a liquid asset, like most of these do sell, but, you know, if you wanted to flip it and trade it in to pay your mortgage, like, next month, like, no, you can't yeah. really do that. <laughs> it's to get the value, you're going to have to, like, wait and find the right buyer and have it sit in these marketplaces for a while. Cause I've tried to negotiate with some of these some some domain squatters in the past and usually i'll ask and sometimes the price isn't right for me and i'll ask again in six months if it's still sitting and at that (laughs) point sometimes they're like well yeah i need to make a mortgage payment or something and they're like okay i'll 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 sell it to for 500 dollars cheaper or whatever yeah yeah um but uh before we wrap up we did uh, related to the domain thing like um i think i saw someone selling some domains or shedding some indie hacker projects as they do. Mm -hmm. And there were some domains tied to it. And I said, Hey, one of these looks test related. So, um, whatever happened with that, I think you said you were going to contact the person and, and yeah, throwing it, throwing a bid. Yeah. So I did end up bidding on that and, uh, he hasn't, uh, gotten around to making, making a counter offer or even confirming anything. Um, I okay. think he just got flooded with responses. And so he's trying to think about what he's going to do. It's probably one of those things too, where it's like, you know, you put some things up for sale and you see that everybody's interested in them. And then you're like, Oh, should I really sell it? Like, you know, maybe you're I like, could. Oh, maybe it's worth something. Maybe I should keep it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas like, I, I kind of looked at it as like, Oh, here's a domain that's, you know, got some, uh, got some history to it. It's a little bit less work for me. So, you know, that might be, uh, that seems like a reasonable enough name that I could go with it. So sure. Why not? But if not, like, you know, I can start from scratch too. It's not that big of a deal. Right. Cool. Cool. So yeah, domains. Uh, one day we'll have to go through this list and, uh, tell you about the random ideas that some of these are about. Yeah. I, I feel like you should just like forward me uh, an Excel list of all of the, those domains and I could just pick at random. Okay. What's this for? <laughs> maybe actually I'll, I'll we should do that for a future episode i'll just send you a screenshot of, of uh of a list of them and feel free to 
pick a few to poke at. And some of them may just be, it's sort of like Battleship. They might be just like, miss, there's like a dud. It was like, meh, that was yeah. just, there's not really much there, but uh, <laughs> there's probably at least some little of a story for each one of them. So if you pick 10, I might, we might have enough to fill an episode. <laughs> you know, it's like the ultimate aspirational product to sell is domains, right? All these entrepreneurs have these aspirations of making businesses and they pay you for the domain, even though if they don't use it, it's like a, True. it's like a vitamin product. There are uh, last little tip. One thing I, I learned uh, a few weeks ago, someone mentioned to me that apparently you can buy domains on eBay. I didn't know this. And some people are selling them like fully packaged with a brand, like with <laughs> essentially, like you said, more, not even just the domain, the domain name, but sort of like brand in a box. Like here's the domain, here's a logo, here's its colors, here's its whole thing. Like uh, you don't even have to think about it. Just like, yeah plug it in but people people sell them like that i think on ebay but also i think there's other marketplaces for that as well so huh, that's really cool yeah neat cool all, all right. right we'll see you around Thanks, Josh. Nate. yep talk to you next week bye bye hey thanks for joining us today if you want to chat with us we're on twitter i'm at nate bosher and josh is at j logic if you're a new listener uh, check out some of our most popular episodes, episode 52, seven years to 22 MRR and zombie startups, or episode 30, review sites are a necessary evil and hacks to get around them. Thanks again.